Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Andrea. We are bringing you the Real Moms Real Life Podcast, your guide to self-empowerment and taking on each day as your best self. This is episode number 67. Today, Andrea and I are talking about fueling your passion. Let us know if there are any topics you would like to hear. Don't forget, all the resources on this podcast are meant for information purposes only and not to be confused for medical advice or treatment. Hello, Andrea. Hey, Beth. How are you? I'm good. I've got a a second co-host today next to me. Um, There was no way I could plan her nap timing around this because she's been waking up at 5.30 and it's like she's not going to make it until... This, like, 10 o'clock is when we record to nap, and then any time after that, like, she'll... So she took a nap, but now she's awake, and my husband had to get blood work, so she's with me, and she just wants to talk and be a part of it, so just enjoy her little coo sounds in the background. I love it. Mom life. We do what we gotta do. (laughs) Babies and all. (laughs) That's right. Um, and happy birthday to your little guy. It's so exciting that you're, you've got, uh, like a terrible two-year-old now. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. So he just turned two yesterday and we're going to do a tiny little party for him on Saturday. I'm like, so not into the big party thing. So, and it's not like he has any friends. So we're sorry, buddy. But he, yeah, we're just going to do a little thing on Saturday. So that should be fun. I'm going to attempt to make a cake today and I, don't know if I've really ever baked an official cake before so that should be interesting I love baking it's probably one of my favorite things to do but it has like gone downhill since I now don't tolerate gluten very well but I just I love it I love it but my husband keeps wanting to make my daughter's birthday cake so he made it last year and he made this like um German cherry chocolate something like a oh um black forest cake mm-hmm. and it was like with cherries and he had this like gl- like chocolate glaze around the outside it w- it looked so professional it was phenomenal this is like a fourth birthday birthday cake oh my gosh i was gonna say that's not an easy cake to make holy crap i'm like making a i mean you know not a sheet cake but whatever I'm doing as easy as possible like easy chocolate cake recipe <laughs> and then I found on Pinterest because my he loves trucks and everything I was like looking at like construction you know cakes I'm like maybe I can pull something off and I found some that are just they have like the little construction vehicles on the top and then they just I think it's like crushed up Oreos I mean I'll probably get like the Newman's ones or whatever but it just looks like piles of dirt and it just looks so easy to make because it's literally just a piled up crush thing and then you have a little construction toy vehicle like scooping it up so it looks really fun and it looks really easy yet we'll see like when it comes to artistic things I managed to screw up very easy things but I'll attempt it (laughs) well my suggestion if it happens to backfire and I don't think it will but you could always make dirt do like chocolate pudding and worms and shove some of those construction vehicles in there True. And I figure like worst case, I could just cover the entire thing with crumbs if like the design piece doesn't work and then it's just the topping and whatever. So yeah, I figure I can't go too wrong. My friend luckily was like, remember to let it cool before you frost it. I was like, yeah, wouldn't have done that. (laughs) Okay, thanks. (laughs) So we're good. (laughs) Figure it out. I love it. Good luck. I'm sure it will go great. Please post a picture on 
Oh, I, if it turns out good, oh, I will. If it turns out really bad, I will too. So if it's kind of mediocre, maybe not maybe. worth it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. So let's talk about fueling your passion this week. We talked a lot last week about finding your passion, determining what your passion is. And we talked about that there are two kind of, well, there are a couple of different types of passions. You can have a passion that you want to create as a business or a uh, you want to monetize it, or you can just have a hobby as a passion. These tips and suggestions that we're going to kind of talk about this week are a little bit more on the ideas of how to monetize that passion if that's something that you want to do. If we want to kind of start thinking about it, I'm hoping that you all listened to the last episode and we can kind of, the first step is what, what do you need to start your passion? So, and, and make it a monetary thing. So it's, if it's working with other people or if it's a certificate, you know, is there a certification that's needed? Does your state require certifications? So for instance, if we talk about nutrition, nutrition varies state by state. If you want to get into business as a nutritionist or a Health coach, well, health coaching is a whole kind of different thing, but to call yourself a nutritionist, there are different things that different states need. My state, in the state of Pennsylvania, you don't actually need anything at all to teach nutrition, which is great if you want to get into the field of nutrition because you don't actually need anything, but also really scary if you're a person that wants to find nutritional help to know that, wait, you can just call yourself a nutri- like a nutrition counselor or something in the state of Pennsylvania and just teach nutrition even though you have absolutely no training. So do some a little bit of research and see what is needed in your state, in your area, and before you start going on that route. Um, and then I also want you to think about like what kind of education or schooling do you already have? Can you take what you already have and expand on it or let's say in your job maybe the job you have right now isn't exactly quite what you want or you need but maybe there's another like branch within your company that will focus more on your passion so i kind of want you to think close to home first before you start branching out and trying to you know get everything to just start fresh and start new does that make sense Yeah, totally. And I love that. And I think when it comes to the education piece, I think that piece can be a really big detractor for a lot of people. Like, especially when I'm talking to women, you know, who are maybe in their 40s, it's like they're already like deep in their careers. And they don't like I have some clients who just kind of just have realized they hate their job and they would love to kind of get into something that they're more passionate about. And they're like, I can't go back to school. Like I'd have to like, get a different, you know, in some cases they'd have to get a different bachelor's, like redo a lot of their classes in order to, you know, apply for the master's program or the graduate program that they would, you know, typically need. And, and one that's, you know what I mean? You can go back to school, but it is obviously a really big and really big time and expensive endeavor. And I think that, um, if that's what you want to do, like, do it. Obviously, I would never, you know, discourage that. But I think that piece can feel so huge and overwhelming for some people that they just decide, you know what, it's just too much. I just got to stay where I am. So I end up working with my clients to find a different way to do what they're passionate about without having to go to school, you know, or like do this huge program. I feel like 
med school can be a lot, a big thing. Like, oh, I really want to help people. I really want to help people get healthy. But like, oh my God, the only way to do that is to be a doctor. And then med school is this huge thing. And it's like, eh, honestly, being a doctor is, you know, you have so many more than stipulations around you. You have to deal with so many more things that once I get talking to people, a lot of people realize that, okay, actually being a physician isn't what I need to do to help people get healthy. There's a million other ways to do it. Um, and maybe then you go into health coaching and you help people, um, you know, build in the healthy habits into their lifestyle. And you don't need any medical training to do that. You don't need to go to medical school and you'll actually have, you know, in most cases, way more time with your clients than a physician would. And you'd probably be a lot happier in a lot of cases, depending on which part. Now, if you want to be a surgeon, you got to go to med school. Sorry. (laughs) Don't have a way around that. Um, please do. Don't find a half-assed way to be a surgeon. But the other piece like, I, is just figuring out what piece of your passion, and again, we talked about this in the episode, is like, you know, really your strength and really the part that you like. Um, for instance, I had a woman who was in a really like high up government kind of type job, like contractor, very specific niche. And you know, she loved it while she was there, but she was kind of getting to the point where like, she couldn't really go anywhere else in her company. She was kind of pretty much at the top already. And she was just losing her passion for it. And she realized she really wanted to help young women getting into like their career field. She felt like she had no guidance and she wanted to provide that. And she's like, how am I going to do that? I have to be, you know, a counselor. Like she had, She was actually here on a work visa. She's like, if I start switching jobs, I might get deported. Like it was this really big, you know, like not an easy thing for her to just like quit and change passions. So we actually worked on her because she had a pretty big company. She worked in um, developing a mentorship program for the new hires coming in. And so she just started doing this on top of her normal work and her company you know, it was kind of her own thing that she did and she just loved it. And she just, you know, started as this really, really informal thing. And honestly, I haven't talked to her in a while. I don't, you know, she was great when we haven't, you know, touched base for some time, but like, who knows, it could explode into this big thing, or it could just be her mentoring a few people and getting to fuel her passion that way. And that's amazing. So she didn't have to leave her company. She didn't have to get any more education. She just did what she was naturally good at and something she believed in. Sorry, that was long, but I think that um, just shows that sometimes you don't need to go into this huge educational loop. Uh -uh. I I think that's a great example, and definitely you don't – you probably – again, unless you want to become a surgeon, and if you do want to do that, just do it, but – you probably don't need as much education as you think to get yourself started. Um, I just wanted to make a note, like, I am a little bit of a forever student. I love taking training programs and getting more certifications and just keep doing it and doing it. It's like, oh, that sounds great. I want to do that. That sounds great. And my husband finally had to say to me, honey, why don't you just start with what you already have? Build on that. Go from there. Like, the internet is an amazing place if you use it correctly. You can get a lot of information from there if you need to find a few quick things here or there. Just get your foot started, you know, take that one step forward and see where it goes. You may end up needing or wanting a little bit more of a certification, but it sometimes helps to get the ball rolling 
before you go towards that route because you may spend $5,000 on a nutrition certification that you realize that you just wanted to be a health coach. And that's okay. That may be what you needed to do to figure out that that's what you wanted to do. But you don't need to just keep going and going and going. You can let it kind of happen naturally um, and, and kind of adapt to what you need. Totally. And yeah, I'm definitely one of those people who have spent $5,000 on a nutrition education. I probably spent like $150,000 in my physical therapy education. And I will not be surprised if in five or 10 years, I am not using it anymore. So it's what I needed to get to this point. But um, yeah, it's just not everything. So yeah, I love that. So I think the next thing that you need to think about, um, aside from your education and, and schooling, is sort of like how much time is thinking about the time aspect. So the question one is, how quickly do you want this to become a monetary project? You know, and do you already have a job? Do you have access to childcare? What is your children's nap schedule? And how quickly does this project need to get off the ground? Like, say you don't already have a job. Maybe your husband just got laid off. You need this to make money fast. So... That's going to change your timeline around. I think that you can build a business, and I actually I should look up the resources. I think there's a woman that created a company, and basically hers it's focusing on like how to business build a business while your child's napping, and the idea is like doing little steps, little pieces when your child's napping to get that up and running off the ground. Yeah, it may take two years to get this thing running. But that's okay because it doesn't need to be. However, if you need to get this up and running in less than six months, then you might want to figure out, okay, well, how can I get some additional child care so I can get this up and running? Because the amount of time that you put into it, it's going, you know, is going to be how quickly it comes about. Totally. And I do want to say, like, there's a can be a huge difference in especially if you have a time crunch like you know monetarily financially we have to get this up and running there's a like you got to make some cuts in places like um if this is like truly your passion and you have this big vision of what you want chances are you just got to start somewhere and it might not look at what like what you had initially intended, but it's like, you just got to start, just start talking to people, just start getting your name out there and like whatever way you can. And then it can morph and, and turn, you know, as you keep going, I think as women, you know, we struggle with perfectionism. We struggle with imposter syndrome. We struggle with so many things that are going to stop us in our tracks and prevent us from ever putting like our name out there from getting it started from like publishing our website, you know, from telling someone, Hey, this is what I do now. Like I'm a coach, I'm a life coach or I'm a health coach, you know, cause we're like, eh, we don't really have enough education. I was never formally trained. I'm not sure I haven't had enough clients, you know, so we have all these things that stop us. So like whatever you can do to just get started, especially a time crunch can help you do that <laughs> and just be okay with, if it's not exactly what your end vision is like, you have to start somewhere and like, you know, businesses don't start overnight, just getting your name out there and just starting to take action is the most important piece, no matter what your time crunch is. Definitely. And I know we talk a lot about this on this podcast, kind of minimizing stress or the way that you perceive your stress and kind of like relaxing a little bit 
all of those things I think are really important as self-care and taking care of yourself. And, um, but to some extent, in order to start a new business, you need to hustle a little bit. You need to find that extra time, take away something from something else so that you can give it a little boost. Maybe you need to create a website or you want to create a website for this and you need to figure out how to do that or hire someone to do that. That may take a little bit of hustle to get it together. Um, And, oh gosh, don't let, hang on, there's a a quote that I want to remember. I I think it's like, don't let um, perfect be the enemy of the done or something like, or first draft, you know, version one is better than version none. That's it. That's the one I wanted. Um, So just getting it out there and just starting will just, that's all you need. You just need to take a little step. Totally. And I think the more clear you on on your that you are on your why and what your passion is the more you can use that as your fuel so and even if you're unclear on exactly what it is you want to do you might just be like I want to help people right now and you're like I'm not even sure what I want to help people in you know you really don't need to know the details just connecting back to that your cause. So when you're getting like caught up in imposter syndrome or like oh I don't know how to do this or I'm not sure if I'm good enough It's like connecting back to your cause of just helping people um, makes you realize, okay, well, if I'm not doing the work, if I'm not getting myself out there, then I'd help nobody. And so that can be some kind of fuel for inspiration because when you're pursuing your passions, fear and resistance are going to get in the way. Like it's not a matter of are they, like it will. Like 100% you are going to come up with fear that you're going to be able to logic and use practicalness to stop your like yourself dead in your tracks like well logically this makes no sense because I have to do this and this and it would cost this and you know practical you know it would make make me need more childcare, and then I wouldn't be as home whatever it is you know what I mean we could sit there and logic and practicalness our way out of anything um, and again you need to expect that this is going to happen and find that balance between like allowing your calling and your passion to guide you and then like balancing, yeah, but I am a mom and I do have mouths to feed and a baby to care for and all of that. Um, in most cases, I really recommend just trying to take action before you can overthink something. Um, if something feels right, do it. The second you start thinking about it too much and analyzing it with your like logic side of your brain, you're going to probably talk yourself out of it. And especially if you struggle with perfectionism and um, imposter syndrome and self-confidence and things like that, um, you're going to convince yourself of a thousand reasons that it's not a good idea. And so... I find looking to others who have paved an unusual or unexpected route um, that their, you know, past dictates they should or whatnot can be really helpful. So it's like looking at that person who, you know, quit their corporate job and, you know, started helping build schools in Africa. I don't know. You know what I mean? Just like random things that like they were able to do that and survive or vice versa. I was actually just reading a story about an amazing woman, uh, Trent Terari, I believe is how her name pronounced, but she was like a incredibly poor child bride in Zimbabwe. And she ended up getting her PhD and like is now 
you know, running her own business and um, going back and helping her um, tribe and whatnot. And it's just like, when you listen to her story, you're like, holy shit. Like (laughs) she somehow got out of Africa in an abusive relationship and had five children when she was like under the age of 20 and moved to America and was like eating trash out of trash cans to survive and got her PhD and had no money. So it was just like, all right, like, (laughs) It can be kind of helpful to be like, okay, there's ways to make things happen if you're really passionate about them. But in order to do that, you have to keep connecting back to your passion because fear will stop you every time. Um, How's that all sound? That's that's wonderful. I wanted to make a quick note about the fear comment because we talked about it a little bit last week that fear can actually be a good sign that like, oh, maybe this is something that you're meant to do. That like, for me, that fear, that fight or flight response, that little bit of adrenaline, it's like, oh, I don't know if I should be doing this, but it feels kind of good. But I don't, you know, it's this, this just like, I just want to jump out and do it. Like, uh, you know, like jumping off a diving board for the first time. Like, oh, this is pretty high. I'm a little scared, but I think it's going to be fun. That's what you got to do. You just have to like, you don't have, you too. You don't have to do like a triple backflip the first time you jump off a diving board. All you have to do is like walk into the pool. And once you experience that, you can then build on it. Can you tell that I'm ready for summer? Totally. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. I did want to make a note of that. Um, I also feel like, and and I'm thinking that this will be our next episode. I think it's really important to surround yourself with supportive people. Um, so I, I want to talk about that more, but I don't want to like try to cram that into this episode. So is there anything okay. else that you feel like is helpful on the like taking those first steps of the passion project? Yeah. And I just wanted to say one more thing about the fear of fear that you're talking about is that it's such, it really is, you know, such a good point. I know we've touched on it, but it's, if you like right now, if I was like, Hey Beth, quit your, you know, job and become a lawyer, you'd probably be like, that's just dumb. Like you're not scared. You're just like, I just don't want to do that. <laughs> so like you don't have fear in those moments. If you're like trying to like pursue something that like doesn't excite you or scare you or like whatever, because you're just like, no, I just don't want to do that because why would I want to be a lawyer? <laughs> or at least that's, that's my thought. Whereas like, Oh, now you tell me like, Hey, Andrea, go like get your name out there and go stand on the stage and present to people. That scares the shit out of me because it's like, that's actually something I really want to do more often. And like, get in front of more people that's scary for me and it's because I care about it so yeah use fear to kind of guide you but then don't let it stop you is the big thing Uh, and I think to do that it's just working in baby steps when we're really connecting to our passion connecting to our higher self however you want to look at it um, that guidance is going to come in really present moment forms like you're you know when you're sitting down meditating just trying to listen to what your body is trying to tell you your body doesn't lay out like a 10-step plan for you so sorry planners that's just not how it works Um, because we don't know the 10-step plan your body doesn't know the 10-step plan it really can only know the next step because we're never going to go know the outcome of the next step we take and it's that outcome that determines the step after that so you can have like a, you know, you can have a guide in your head or whatnot. And you can have a practical steps like, oh, yeah, you know, it would make sense if I do this, this and this. But ultimately, we kind of have to then 
let our bodies take over and just work in these little baby steps. And sometimes you might sit down and be like, all right, body, like, what's the next step? Like, what do I do next? And sometimes it might be something like go take a nap or go cook yourself a nutrition, nutritious meal. Like it might not have anything to do per se with your business or your passion, but then sometimes you might get the, you know, calling to your next step is to go get on a phone call and tell someone to hire you as their coach or whatever it might be. And so when you get that, that's like, Ooh, that sounds kind of scary. Like just try to act as, as quickly as possible without thinking about it too much. And, um, again, if it's coming from your own self, the step is, you know, it's your body's telling it to you for a reason. And, Ultimately, taking care of ourselves and engaging in self-care is so important because you are your passion. Your passion cannot happen without you. So you have to take care of you and put self-care first in this process. Um, I've actually found a lot of times that resting and backing off and focusing on self-care, even though it's, that's really hard for me to do, it's, it is the path I have to take. And I just have to take like, a, I'm kind of doing that right now. Like I'm just really haven't been posting on social media. I just haven't been doing a whole lot because I just needed that to take that step back. And that's usually the exact path we need to take um, to get ourselves to the next like big step that feels like we're doing something towards our business. Um, we really like our culture is so focused on this hustling, pushing harder, blah, 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 blah. And yes, you have to at some point, you know, be hustling and doing things, but you can't hustle from this place of exhaustion, um, hard work, dedication and pushing past your fear. You know, you could call that hustling, but to me, that's just something else. It's really only like doable in a sustainable way when it's coming from being fueled by your passion and your mission, not from like exhaustion and just overworking yourself and a lack of self-care. So that balance between the two is just so important. I love all of that. I also wanted to make a quick note. I know we talked a lot about sort of becoming coaches. This is applicable to whatever you have decided that your passion is. So let's say your passion is something creative and you want to sell crocheted hats. Like your first step might be giving them out to people for gifts and then maybe giving a like making a business card and just saying like hey if you have a friend that wants this sure I remember when I like I used to make those wire hangers that said like Mrs. So-and-so my coworkers bought them for me I never made it a business I didn't sell them on Etsy but my coworkers saw the one I made for my wedding and they wanted them for their friends and family so it was like sure I can do that so just taking that first step, whatever it is, it, and it doesn't have to be coaching. It can be whatever you found your passion to be last week, okay? So I did want to make that final note. Totally. That's great. I love it. Awesome. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us today. Next week, we're going to talk about surrounding yourself with supportive people. Follow us on social media for news updates and calls for questions. You can find me, Beth, at Feeds of Real Eats, and Andrea on Dr. Andrea Moore on Instagram and Facebook. Please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode and write us a review. Show notes for this episode and all podcast-related information can be found at realmomsreallife.com.